Hello, podcast listeners. This is Daniel Friedlander, and this is the Nintendo Podcast, or LithCast, episode number 42 for April 20th, 2008. Hello, LithCast listeners. As previously stated, this is Daniel Friedlander from LithCast.com, L-I-T-H-C-A-S-T.com. Um, it's been quite a while, I'll be honest. I'm just going to use this. I'm going to use the same excuse on you guys, not because I think you guys are stupid, but because it's usually it's usually always the same reason. Um, that's been a long time. It's uh, just that I've been very, very busy, and um, it's kind of funny to have this stark contrast because last couple months, very busy last couple of weeks extremely busy this next coming week i will be so ridiculously free it's kind of funny i'm not completely free i'm kind of using this to catch up on a couple of things uh many of them are uh lithcast related um many thing many of them are the hylia.com related as some of you may probably most of you know i also run the hylia.com and so you know i'm catching up on a few things there um but um for now, we are doing LiftCast, and uh, it's really great to be back with you. I got to say, it's sort of um, one of those things that I really, really do love doing is the podcast and just making kind of doing media stuff in general. Uh, you know, I write I write the news up for the Hylia. Um, it, it is a it is a certainly a different type of website that you know is run there than uh, than. A site like Lithcast. I mean, the Hylia is a, actually a really huge site. I mean, I, I don't take any credit for that. It was huge before I started. Before I kind of took, I didn't really take over, but I was kind of appointed. So, um, you know, I, I let's just talk first of all about that song you just heard, and it's kind of it kind of kind of uh, that'll kind of lead into a little uh, our first news story. Um, but since I don't want to lead off into the news story just yet, I just want to talk briefly about um, about you know, just about LithCast things as I usually do. So over at LithCast.com, L-I-T-H-C-A-S-T.com, we have the usual selection of uh, things you can do, like, the you know, take a look at the forums, LithCast.com slash forums, or just go to the right and click on forums. Um, the usual things are there. Um, the Dig Army, that's LithCast.com slash Dig with two Gs. Um, and um, yeah, basically how that works is just... Um, 
you know, we, there are stories written on LiftCast. And just to try to improve our traffic, there's a website called Dig Very, very popular website for uh, uh, gaining, getting, you know, for uh, for news. People vote up the news they like. And I I would just encourage you and um, as a listener of LiftCast just to dig the stories that we post. I mean, you don't have to if you really absolutely hate them, but um, if you think they're good stories, as I think they are, we'd like to get the, the site um, just, you know, maybe as popular as the podcast. Uh, that's And... Uh, so um, I, I did, it's actually like I said, it's been a long time. Oh, sorry, I keep ta- wanting to talk about the news now. I, there's just been so much news since we've last spoken that it's it's sort of hard to resist here. Um, but I will just uh, say one more thing or two more things. Uh, the first is you know on our forums, it's a very uh, safe forum. We keep it PG uh, there. Nothing uh, to be afraid of. No, no swearing allowed. Uh, we've got forty-seven thousand, almost forty-eight thousand posts up there. Uh, so you know we're we're getting we're getting like, it's getting, we're going to be a bigger forum, but it's very nice because it's very intimate. I, mean, I know just from I'm not on the forums that much on the other side that I run thehylia.com, but um, I just know that having a site like Lithcast where the forums are not nearly as large. I mean, you go to the Hylia, and I mean you can just. There are just so many more posts there. I mean, it's just nice to kind of have a more intimate environment like LithCast. And um, you know, everyone kind of knows each other and people have made friends on the forums. Uh, it's really it's really a good place to hang out. And as I say, very we keep it PG. Uh, last thing, um, or sorry, second to last thing before I actually talk about some of the news, which um, is the, you know, our contact. Uh, we always love to get mail from listeners. Most of it... Uh, uh, it used to be when we, these podcasts came a little more frequently that the questions would sort of run t- more towards the uh, the questions to be around the podcast. We don't get we don't really get any questions for the podcast anymore. It's, I would love to get some uh, questions for the podcast. Um, just go to liftcast.com, click the contact us page. Now I took it, I took it upon myself to finally fix the uh, the PHP so it works uh, the contact form. Or you can just send an email to nintendopod at gmail.com or nintendocast at gmail.com with any questions you have. I'll probably do a podcast next week because, as I say, I have the next week or so uh, relatively free. So um, you can do that. Now, I want to talk about lithcast.com, but in doing so, it will it will sort of talk about the news because I just want to talk about uh, some things that I did for lithcast.com, which involve Nintendo news. The first one is a... Is a, uh, is a well, actually, the first one is about... I'm going to talk about this, and then I'm going to talk about the song that I played in the beginning of the podcast, which will then feed into another topic. The first thing is about a little article that was, I think, at, at DallasNews.com. There was a, a pretty uh, well-known analyst. He wrote about how, um, and I think if you live in the United States, you're very aware that there is. it is very hard to get a Wii. I mean, despite, despite the fact that it has been a uh, week about November 19th, 2006, and here we are. April of 2008, more than a year after the release. And I mean, you still can't just walk into a store and pick and pick up a Wii. I mean, at least I haven't been able to. Now, granted, I don't go to the game store that often. I actually get a lot of stuff from you know, Gamefly or from the internet. But, um, you know, you just can't go in the store and pick up uh, a Wii console, you know, as easily as you might hope um, a, a year over, you know, probably about a year and a half after its release. And um, in Dallas News, they uh, this analyst he was talking about how he thinks it is because of the weakness, the, the kind of the new weakness in the dollar, 
Um, and I basically, you know, I, I'm someone who personally is very interested in the, uh, in economic type stuff. Uh, you know, I do trade stocks. If it's any kind of disclaimer, I, I actually do own Nintendo as a stock price. I mean, I should be disclaiming more often, um, when, I'm, when doing these podcasts, I'm not doing these podcasts on the, with the uh, prospect of really making much money, but, uh, um, stocks, you know, on stocks or otherwise, but, but still, I probably should say that. So anyways, um, this was his analysis was that basically what happens is I'll just kind of some, you know, kind of, uh, boil it down because we are using uh we, we, it's a free market. Um, and the way, you know, in cur- way currencies are exchanged are that certain currencies have different, they have different values when compared to other currencies. So what we're talking about really here is the dollar when compared the United States dollar, when compared to the Japanese yen. Um, now, if you look at the chart, you say dollar versus yen. I mean, the dollar's value has gone down in the, uh, when compared to the yen. And what people are saying is, I mean, and what people are saying is generally, and by the way, this happens is that when you import more than you are exporting, the value of your of the importer's currency goes down. Now, what that essentially means is that Nintendo, um, two hundred fifty dollars, um. For them to sell the Wii for $250, they will make less money than they would have eh, a year ago or in, or in 2006 when the, when the Wii was released. See, now it's when the Wii was released, it was about, um, let me look at the chart here. I'd say about 120 yen to the dollar. And now we're at, it's just right now, it's probably like just about 100 yen to the dollar. So you can kind of see, I mean, it's not a big difference, but the thing is, if the Wii is in such high demand worldwide, they might as well ship it over to the, to you know, to Europe, um, where the currencies are uh, are stronger when compared to the yen. Now, the reason that this happens, as I say, is because we have in the United States have imported more from Japan than have exported, I guess, um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think a lot of people sometimes say like, "Oh, that's a really terrible thing." The dollar's weak. Um, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to run an economic show, but oh, oh you know. Um, it's sort of a it's sort of a double a double edged sword because what happens is when your currency is weaker, you um, while yes, it may be less favorable for company like like J- Japanese companies to export to us. It becomes more favorable for them to um, import to us. And actually, that's and let's say this was the point of view expressed by this analyst in Dallas News was that this. Um, the weakening dollar makes it less favorable for Nintendo to sell units here. And I, I could see that that's completely true. Now, I don't, I gave three main reasons why I don't think it's it. Now, I don't claim to know the actual reason for it. And I'm not saying that. I'm actually not even saying that his reasoning is flawed or that it's uh, an impossible situation. I mean, let's be honest. Um, in the end, companies, they are out to make money. And um, that's a good thing because it, it means they try hard to make the best products. But... Uh, I don't know if that's the whole story. And I gave three reasons. The first one is that, um, is that all console makers are selling their consoles at a loss, um, except Nintendo, um, who, you know, kind of depends on who you believe they're either making money for every Wii that they sell, or they're losing about 12 bucks and all, all the console makers, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo sell their systems at a loss, um, because they want to make, they're going to make it back on the games. As you can imagine, um, they're selling a Wii game for $50, well, for a um, 
let's just let's just make it best case scenario a dual layer dvd the most expensive kind of media that nintendo could possibly press one of their discs for the wii on it cost them i would guess about mm, i would say under a cent to make to actually buy that physical disc now granted there is some time it takes to burning um, all in all, I would say it probably cost them no more than a dollar in total in total cost when it comes to shipping because they do everything in bulk. And so, with that said, I think that it is. Um, so I think you know you realize they're making this huge markup if they're charging fifty dollars. That's fifty times the price. So, I mean, huge markup, um, and that's why a lot of these companies sell their systems at a loss. That's just the model they're used to. With it, in order to you know, you look at the Xbox three hundred and sixty. It's like this dual core. Essentially, it's a dual core machine, and they're selling it for under four hundred bucks. And they put a hard drive in it. I mean, it's almost like having a computer. And you think the PS3 is expensive to have a Blu-ray drive in it, and they're selling it for under. I mean, they're selling it for almost less, or selling it for equal to around of just a Blu-ray player. The reason they can lower these costs so much is because they expect to make money on the games. Um, now, Nintendo, um, because they haven't been using necessarily the newest, cutting, most cutting-edge technology and have really been sort of utilizing uh, accelerometers, which have you know been completely um, saturated, you know, the market's completely saturated with these because of you know airbags and and cars, you know, like the way they deploy the airbags, just just various things that people use accelerometers for. Because of that, we have a whole bunch of um, a whole bunch of it's point it's not very expensive to use accelerometers. So Nintendo is losing. Some people said about twelve dollars, and at this point, I'm sure they're probably making something because components have probably gone down in price since a year and a half ago. Um, I, I'm not so sure that Microsoft and Sony aren't still losing money because, I mean, uh, it's still it's still as expensive. But I think since it was only I think they were only losing twelve dollars initially on the Wii. They probably have made it up in the year and a half. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure components have gotten at least twelve dollars cheaper, and um, you know because of this. This this basically the whole re- my first reason is that I don't think this has to do with the dollars because um, there is any reason that Nintendo needs to worry about it any more than Sony does because I mean maybe Microsoft sure but not Sony um, and in addition to that Nintendo's got all these first party titles like all these Mario games you see Mario Kart coming out Super Smash Brothers just came out all these games that they are first party developers for that they make they take they get to take all the revenue for. And Sony doesn't have those um, on the PlayStation 3. In addition to that is the fact that they're just pushing more units and selling more games. And number two, the second reason that I have is that the DS, the other, the portable system Nintendo makes, I'm sure all of you know what it is, is being sold in huge numbers, greater than the Wii even. And I see those in stock all the time. I've never heard of it. It really doesn't seem, at least not, that I have heard of a really huge uh, DS stock problem. And I will... I, I don't know. I, I just don't. We do this. The, the, what we see with the Wii is not happening to the DS, and people are walking around with DSs all the time. If you if you go to um to uh, vgcharts.com, they're a company that um you know they uh, kind of measure measure all the console sales. Um, they have said that the let's just take um. Let's just look at the numbers here. The Wii has sold about, it says about 24 million units. That's Or it says 23.89 million units. The DS has sold 70 million units. Even if you took the Wii 360 and PlayStation 3 combined, still would not equal the Nintendo DS. Now, granted, the DS has been out longer, but it, I think it is selling more per month. Um, 
I could look up the console sales for last month. Um, they're probably NPD data for this, but I, you know, but the point is, um, that it is a, uh, something that we're just not seeing, which is the second reason because they've got to, I, I, Nintendo's got to denominate both the Wii and the DS in dollars. So I don't see why it wouldn't apply to the DS as well. And, um, and here's the last thing. And I think this is the most difficult point to understand. Um, but I think is also a valid point. And really when coupled with the other points, points one and two, uh, it does seem to say, well, I don't think it may be a weak dollar really is that the real cause of our we shortages. And the third reason is that as what I was saying earlier, that if it's a two way street, if the dollar is weak, um, while one, yes, it means that we, it costs more for them to sell the Wii here. You also have to think about the other things the, about the fact about how it's not, like I say, it's not necessarily a bad thing to have a weak current, have a weaker currency. Um, as I say, technically Japan has 100 yen to our one, to our $1. Um, and, um, this is just the way, the way capitalism works is which is what we're talking about here. It's a two way street. So what I mean is that while it may not be favorable for Nintendo to export to us, it is, but it is favorable for them to import to us because they can buy our stuff for less money because it because our dollar is weaker. So it means they can buy more from us. So if you think about what goes into the Wii, like the, um, like the computer, like the chips or the, uh, the graphics processor, the IBM, IBM, an American company, their, uh, G, their, the CPU, the, the, um, Broadway and AT, ATI, which is now AMD, um, their GPU. Now I know ATI is a Canadian company. I know all our Canadian listeners, I will give AT, ATI that credit. But the point is, um, the point is, um, they're now owned by AMD. Um, and, um, so I guess what I'm saying is that it now costs them less to buy components. So whatever money they probably would have lost, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's going to be equal, but I, because the Wii as a whole gets, gets to sell for less, whereas only just the components get to sell for more, whatever the most expensive components, the CPU and GPU of the Wii, which are both manufactured by American companies are cheaper for Nintendo to buy because they are buying yen. So it even, it even makes the price, the benefits less. And I know this is kind of a tough topic, but I just, I just, it's just one of those things I think where, um, it may, what his theory, um, that the guy from, I don't know if he's from DallasNews.com or if it was just reported there. Uh, of course, I'll have a link to this in the show notes, um, which just so you know, are the uh, text file that's bundled with the RSS feed. Um, of course, you can also, if you don't know all this fancy RSS stuff, you can just go to LithCast.com and it'll it'll be right there um, on the homepage. Everything I've talked, everything I talked about, all the links to all the stories. Um, and... Um, the only reason I think this is important is because this is just one of those things where the reasoning makes a lot of sense, but I think it just goes to show there's always kind of a backstory, or at least there's always another point of view when it comes to stories and even, you know, Nintendo stories. Um, the second thing is I wanted just to talk about the music I played at the beginning. Uh, the music I played at the beginning was a, was a, what would you say? What I would say it's a, um, It's an arrangement of the ballad of of a of the win, uh, ballad, 
I can't can't touch it. It's getting hot in here. Um, okay, so it's a it's a, it's an arrangement of the ballad of ballad of the windfish. I just want to make sure exactly which Zelda song we were talking about here. And um, now the reason I play an arrangement, I'll admit, um, generally I just play stuff from VG Music. This actually is not from VGMusic.com. Um, this actually, this song, it was supposed to, I guess, appear in Super Smash Brothers Brawl, and never did. Um, that's actually because there are there is this um thing called the Super Smash Brothers Brawl Lost Tracks. Now, what that means is that um, the, I guess some people, someone must have looked at the Super Smash Bros. Brawl disc and said, you know what? Oh, by the way, just so you know, Super Smash Bros. Brawl is out. Uh, since it hasn't, yeah, it was, when we last talked, it was uh, it was not out. But um, it is out now, and some people have looked at the disc, and there's a lot of music in Super Smash Bros. Brawl, and they've compiled a list of stuff that's on the disc, but yet does not appear in the game. And that is actually one of the songs. So you actually will not hear that in Super Smash Bros. Brawl. You can hear that on Lithcast, and I will actually post a link to the show notes where you can find these Super Smash Bros. Brawl lost tracks. And um, so it, it is kind of neat um, that there's this extra music. I, I will say I think Nintendo um, really did outdid, this, outdid themselves when it comes to the... Um, when it comes to the... The... Uh, the music in Super Smash Brothers Brawl—it's just amazing. The collection—I mean, I, I don't know exactly how many tracks it is, but it must be a, a very large number because there are there is a lot, and um, uh, so that is um, what, what I played. And the, what I said this was going to lead into was just a little discussion, just in general, about Super Smash Brothers Brawl. So, um, as you know, Super Smash Brothers came out. I was very excited. I I was in line at midnight, um, waiting for it. And uh, I was there. It's always a fun experience. The line was absolutely huge. I waited in line for I, I, I from for an I, I waited in line for an hour. I got I got there right at twelve. Um, so I waited in line for about an hour. And um, basically, I I went to a GameStop and there were two lines. There was one line, and you had to have a pre order by the way to get this. I mean, this was no um, this was not this was not you. If you didn't have a pre order, you weren't getting it. Although by the same token, if you had a pre order you were guaranteed to get it, which was nice that they didn't oversell it or anything. I mean, I thought, boy, with this many people here, they must have been overselling it because I think there must have been, there had to have been at least 200 people there. Um, just in this one GameStop. Um, so how it works is you would, you get a pre-order and you then you get your receipt and you, you, you bring it. There's one line that you go to pay for. Super Smash Brothers Brawl. You go in, you go up to the front desk and you pay for it and then they sign your receipt. And then you get in that line, you're, you're always you're all happy because I'm finally at the front of the line. But then you realize, oh, wait, I'm at the line to get to the back of the other line. And, it, you know, but it was it was fun. Um, there were some people in front of me who were, you know, they were, they were pretty cool, you know, in line and just talk. You know, you could talk, you know, it's, it's a very sociable, it's a very social occasion to be in line. It's And, you know, some people are like to be funny and they, uh, you know, we just, it's, it's always annoying because right when I was towards the front of the line, just finally about to get it, I've been waiting for about... 50 minutes I think and I you know I I, I mean I, I waited about this long I think about that long maybe to play the maybe to play the Wii back at E3 2006 but I 
and, and it was, it wasn't at midnight. It was just, it was like at 9 AM. So it wasn't so bad, but here at midnight and this guy runs out and he's and he says, last copy. And he just runs out. I mean, now everyone knew he was kind of faking it, but it kind of, it kind of shocks you for a second. It was, it was, it was very funny. Um, and it's, it's, it's a very, it's a very nice occasion. People like people cheer, you know, people cheer when you, when you exit the store with your copy, you hold, you know, hold it over your head. So it's a very, it's a very interesting occasion. Um, I'm not sure how your guys, how your guys uh, experience were, if any of you experiences were, if any of you, uh, stood in line at midnight to get Super Smash Brothers Brawl. I did. Um, I have played Super Smash Brothers Brawl as you might imagine. And, um, while I'm not, while after, well, I'll tell you a little, I'll tell you a little bit what my impressions of it are. I will just say that Super Smash Brothers, um, as a franchise is my favorite franchise, hands down of any Nintendo, Nintendo, um, franchise and actually just any franchise in general. My favorite series of games are the Smash Brothers games. Um, and you know, I have a lot of ones that are really close. I, I really do like Zelda. I really do like, um, I, I really do like, you know, Pokemon. Those, I do, those are, those are probably my three favorite series. Um, although I don't, I don't um, although, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really say I like, I mean, I like Zelda, but I, I can't consider myself a true fan because I, I was very skeptical when I was back when I was, when I first got into gaming, I was like, uh, I don't want to play an RPG out of it. I, you know, I, or not, I don't want to play an RPG, but this Zelda looked really cheesy to me and I, I had to get introduced to it. And then, then now what do you, what do you know? Now I'm running a, um, a big, a big Zelda fan site. Um, but anyways, um, so I think with Super Smash Brothers Brawl, I think they really outdid themselves. Like, I don't know who uses analogy, but someone used this analogy and said that it was like Satoru Iwata took Sakurai, who's the uh, main developer for Super Smash Brothers Brawl, the guy who was kind of writing on the uh, Smash Brothers Bros.com updates, took him by the throat and said, you better make the best darn game of your life or else. And I really could see that because they this game has a lot of stuff well thought out. There is a lot of there are a lot of nuances, not nuances like as in that it's that much different from the old games that the old games were really lacking substance, but there's just a lot of extra stuff thrown in, just like little things. I mean, there's the idea of a, a achievements um, and that unlocks music. There's all these um, cool things, how you can save replays. You could take pictures, submit them to Nintendo, send them around to your friends. I kind of wish you could... Uh, you get them on your computer, same as JPEGs, but there are a few complaints, and I will get to those um, soon. Uh, you, you could sort of call this an informal, an informal review of uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl for the Nintendo Wii. So, um, what is int- So here's the thing with Super Smash Brothers: uh, the roster. I, I will just say I was relatively happy with the roster. Um, some people say that the new characters aren't so great. There are certain new characters which I'm like. Where I think, you know what, that character isn't so great. A Sonic would be an example. Snake, I think, is an example. I know there are obviously those that love Sonic, love Snake, and they're not bad. I mean, I would rather have Snake than, I don't know, Ice Climbers. I'll be honest, I don't really like Ice Climbers. Um, I don't really like Mr. I don't see the point in Mr. Game and Watch. There, but there are certain there are certain new characters that I'm I really do like. I really you know, like um Ike is great. I like Pit. Um I like um uh, Toon Link is very nice. I like how they they did make a little a, a, a greater difference. I think between Toon Link and Link in this game than they did between Young Link and Link in Super Smash Brothers Melee. And yes, I pronounce it 
mealy. I've been getting criticized by uh, several friends for saying it mealy. Um, I've looked it up. It is pro- appropriate to say it mealy, and I will not say it melee, regardless of what you guys want me to say. It's the same word according to according to Oxford English Dictionary. So, um, as I said, um, I think in addition to that, um, let's see who else is good in the roster. I think some people, some people think Wolf is really good. He's okay in my opinion, and I think um, they really did do a very good job. I think with the roster. Now there are some random additions that I really wasn't happy with. I don't really care for Rob. I don't even understand what the new what the new deal with Rob is and why they Nintendo suddenly wants to have Rob and everything like in Mario Kart. Uh, I just don't understand why they want Rob in everything. And I don't think Rob was that is not is that good. I mean, anyways, um, they also did a yeah, they did a, they did they really did fix up a few things. I'm not going to get into all the small things that they did. Um, but I do like a lot of things um in Super Smash Bros. I don't now there are a few things I think that are that are um a little different. Um one thing that's kind of neat is there are four methods of control. You can use pretty much any con- controller configuration you can think of. Uh, just you know, classic controller, Wii Remote, Wii Remote Nunchuck, um and the GameCube controller. My personal favorite is the GameCube controller. Uh and I think it greatly fa- I, I'll be honest, I think this the game greatly favors the GameCube controller. I think the worst one is just using the Wii remote and um, the only plus to using just the Wii remote is you have to hear the sound effects when you, when you uh, select the character. But I think aside from that, there really aren't any pluses um, with regard to super smash brothers um, and how I think, I think everything is executed very well. If I had to give it a score out of 10, I, I would give it a 10 partially because yeah, yes, I will admit I do have a slight bias here in saying that it is my favorite series and even if they just kept made it a carbon copy of of Melee, I think they had a winning formula to begin with. I think I think Super Smash Brothers is one of those games where it and the replay value of Super Smash Brothers is immense. And I really and I I played Melee up to the day pretty much when Super Smash Brothers Brawl came out. I never got tired of that game, regardless of whether I had uh, friends with me. I just even just playing like level nine computers or something, or play you know, or you know if you got if you you know if you're that. You know, if you get better, you can up the levels. Even that, I was just, I, I, I enjoyed it. I did, and um, I think I think Brawl is a great addition to the franchise. Um, only two main, compl- a couple main complaints, and I think these are important complaints because I think a Super Smash Brothers, and I think this is something that people are trying to bring out, is that have a lot have a few flaws in them that I think are very heavily targeted towards the hardcore gamer and I you know, I don't like to use that term because it's like you know, kind of overused but there's always been this there's, there's kind of been this complaint that Nintendo with this with the Wii has been trying to aim for casual gamers people who have never played games before and trying to suck them in because they realize that they can uh, make a bigger killing in the market if they can just gain new people and maybe that's true but you know I mean I'm one of those people that's sort of upset about how what they've done to Pokemon how they've got Mystery Dungeon Pokemon Ranger Red Rescue Team, Blue Rescue Team, and now we have a now we have a, a sequel to Blue Rest to, to Blue Rescue Team. Oh, I forgot about Trozy, and we've seen one real Pokemon game for the DS throughout its what three and a half years of existence, Diamond and Pearl, and I'm, I guess I'm counting those as one game. Maybe I, 
um, I mean, it seems, I mean, I, I don't even know what this is. I mean, this is ridiculous. And then I think the console games for Pokemon that we've seen, uh, Pokemon Battle Revolution was an absolute joke. I think Pokemon Stadium for the Nintendo 64 was better. And I think people have complaints and saying like, look, I mean, you know, you got, you're not focusing on the hardcore gamer here. And I'm very, I mean, the one thing I'm just, I'm absolutely very, I'm very disappointed in what Nintendo's done um, to Pokemon. And I, I think um, the problem with Pokemon was that it looked a little too childish. I mean, it didn't bother me, but I think maybe making them talk to you and having them follow you and go on an adventure. I don't think, I'm not sure, but I don't think that's the way to do it if they want to make it more manly. But anyways, what I was saying is a lot of my complaints, I think, with Brawl have to do with things that relate to the hardcore. The first of which is, I think, one that everyone feels is, is lag when playing Nintendo Wi-Fi on Nintendo Wi-Fi Connection. Now, it does vary greatly, and it is something that I think is, some, it is something that is tough because Nintendo doesn't, I don't, I, I don't think, understands how internet connectivity works when it comes to gaming. They don't understand. If they understood, they wouldn't have 12-digit friend codes for every single game you had. And they wouldn't have Wii numbers. They would have just... It would be like the Xbox system. It, it is actually... It, it is getting to the point, I think, where Nintendo really needs to change. And I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised that this year's E3, they're going to announce major revamps to Nintendo Wi-Fi connection. And I really hope that they do. I'd say, I'd say on the surface, it really does have a lot of things going for it. Um, it's free. It's everything, everything, that, everything they release is open. I mean, like, it's not open, but everything, everything released already has all the necessary hardware, already Wi-Fi. I mean, I've got an Xbox 360. I don't have an internet connection. I, got, I had to go out and buy a wireless adapter. Uh, my Wii, uh, my Nintendo Wii, which is $250, already had, already had Wi-Fi. And that's great. And in addition to that, it's free. Uh, you know, Xbox Live is free to some degree, I guess, if you have, like, the Pro. And it's, it's free to access the not gameplay features and Nintendo is free for the gameplay features and you could say you could argue that it has downloadable content as well like the Xbox like with virtual console I mean it's not it's not the same by any means but it's it's there and I think for a while you could have written it off as well look I mean I think if you if you dive deeper into the surface of Nintendo Wi-Fi connection you know you hit your head on the bottom of the pool because there that's it I mean there isn't any more it's it's very not great internet experience now but I, and I said maybe a year ago you could have written it off as saying well look it's a free it's a free service we're not charging people anything but now that you have the PlayStation Network which is also free for the PlayStation on the PlayStation 3 now I don't think PlayStation Network I haven't seen it really to any great extent but I don't think it's as good as Xbox Live but the fact is you have a competitor and I think Nintendo's going to have to change up their Wi-Fi service. I mean, they just—I think just if they add gamer tags or something like that, that would just make it so much better. And I, I don't—I don't see why they need to—they feel they need to be, you know, need to play every gamer's mom and dad, or need to be the protector of everything that's good and pure in the world for everybody else. If they—if we wanted parental controls, we'd have parental controls, and we do have parental controls. And I, the point is, it ruins it for everyone else. And my my biggest complaint relates to Wi-Fi with regard to Super Smash Brothers Brawl, in that. There is a lot of lag. It is ridiculous. I'm sorry. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's also not easy to um, to get matches going. Uh, friend codes are just annoying. Um, with Super Smash Brothers Brawl, some Brawl is one of those games where you can have a quick two minute brawl, quick three three stock match, or you know you know have a you know very quick game. 
but this friend code thing makes it so much more trivial than it needs to be. It's so simple, and yet they're not making it as simple as it can be. And I'll give Nintendo some credit overall with Wi-Fi. They are slowly improving it. I've got very hopeful with when in Metroid Prime Hunters for the DS, they offered voice chat. I got very hope. I'm very excited to hear that um, in Mario Kart, which I think was one of the best Wi-Fi, one of the better Wi-Fi games. Very well, it was pretty well executed um, because. I just thought it was very well executed in the Mario Kart for the DS. The Wi-Fi connectivity is getting a little better because you can now do battles, um, which is something that they said would require too much bandwidth with the new Wii version. And I will talk a little bit about Mario Kart later for the Wii. Um, they're getting better, but I think if they want to have any, if they want to be able to keep any sort of edge, and they're not, they don't I mean they don't have any edge. I shouldn't even say keep, but if they want to even maintain, if they want to dull Microsoft's edge in the online space when it comes to gaming, they're going to have to understand this better. And I think they'll have to implement some sort of gamer tags or some sort of something like that. I think just introducing a my Nintendo channel is not going to do it. Not going to cut it for most people. At least that won't cut it for me. I think that they're going to have to really do some major revamping of the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection. And I'll be honest, I pay $50, I think a year, for Xbox Live for gameplay. I get I don't play online that much but I get, as far as I'm concerned, my connection's good. I get lag free gameplay. As far as I'm concerned, any lag I, I always said this. I always say this. Nintendo should view it as this as this way. They, they, should, they should say this to themselves. Any lag that results should be our customer's fault, not ours. If they have a bad internet connection, okay, that's them. But it should never be it should never be our fault. Now the problem is I've played against people who have perfectly good internet connections. My internet connection is great. It works great on my Xbox. I have no lag. And so it's Nintendo's fault. And that's not what I want to see from a company that I am that I you know, I mean Super Smash Bros. Brawl Online, it's a great idea in and of itself. It's just a good idea they put it there. And I'll be honest, the first when I first played it, the first date night I played it when not a lot of people had Super Smash Bros. Brawl, it was great. I mean, no lag, perfect. But they must not be, they didn't anticipate it or, they, or their system is not scaling well. And I, I don't blame that it's, like I say, you could have written it off as, it, as, um, as um, well, it's free. But, um, you know, I'd be willing to pay $50 a year for um, Nintendo's online service if it was comparable to Microsoft's, if it didn't lag. Wouldn't you? I mean, I, you know, I, I, I think I, I think I would be. Um, and maybe we're going to start seeing that with this Wii Pay and Play or whatever it is that they that they did mention. Um, they said they did, they did mention Wii, Wii Pay and Play. Um, so that is what, that's my first biggest complaint, um. I also think Super Smash Bros. Brawl would have greatly benefited from voice chat. I'll be honest. I mean, I don't know exactly how you would accomplish that on, on the Wii. I suppose there are a few ways you could do it. Um, the first being, um, so the problem is you can't really connect it to the Wii. You know, I suppose you can connect it to the Wii remote. But I think uh, the best way to do it, if I was someone making, a, if I'm Nintendo looking at this and I'm saying, well, how are we going to do this voice chat? Well, I would say personally, I think the best way to do it would be with a, with a Bluetooth headset because I think it gives you a little bit of an edge um, in that uh, it doesn't have any you know, it is, it is used on phones. So it's meant to be used with stuff with not very high delay. 
Um, I would just have and the Wii already has Bluetooth built into it for using Wii remotes and um, obviously can accept a, a pretty big bandwidth of data since it has to transfer all the um, position information when it comes to the Wii remote. So I think I would even make a Bluetooth headset. But the point is, that's something else. I think just they, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, I mean, baby steps, I guess. But I think we could have seen a little more with the online. Now, granted, there are a lot of neat things with the online. The idea of um, the idea of uh, being able to share custom stages. But I think something that's been greatly downplayed, the idea that you can make custom stages. Now, maybe they're not perfect. It's not the world's greatest stage editor. But it's a lot more customization than a lot, than a lot of games do give you. So I, I give them credit for that. Um... The other complaint I think that I have with uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl is that they did they did slow it down a bit. I mean, it does feel slower than 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 Melee, uh, and maybe part of it is because it was meant to be played online. Maybe part of it was because they it does seem like a I don't want to say a richer experience, but it seems like more stuff is going on. They got a little more maybe tone up the visuals a little bit more, and maybe they just wanted a little slower just to be able to be able to see that. Obviously, you could. Um, I guess you could play a fast brawl or whatever in the special games. So I guess that could solve that in theory. But, um, you know, overall, I, I really do like the game. I would give it a 10 out of 10 if I had to rate it. Um, and actually, um, I, sh- I, I really don't. Um, I haven't mentioned anything about it. But, um, you know, over at now at Lithcast, we are trying to... Um, uh, do a little more do a few more reviews now i shouldn't say we because i really shouldn't include myself in this uh in this category but um sites uh just just, in order, just for the sake of expanding the site and for the sake of uh getting uh you know more more company recognition uh for liftcast in addition to doing the dig army thing we've also tr- i'm also trying to get reviews up on liftcast so we've got great reviewers army on my back you know uh aka um leslie kivett I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, Dustin Chappas. I uh, hope I'm pronouncing his name. Otherwise, known as Dust Dustin Co. Um, in addition to Dan Dan McKenney, uh, otherwise known as Arbiter, the guy that runs Arbiter's Weekly Gaming Podcast, there are three are three guys that I have asked if I could use their reviews that they submit. Uh, I've also asked um, Super Wise Man for one of his reviews. Uh, you know Nick, Nick Roffel. We he's he's a very cool guy. Uh, he sent sent in questions before. And they've reviewed a few games. We don't have a lot. Of, we don't have a lot of reviews. If you go to lithcast.com/slash/reviews, you can see them all. Um, and they're actually, we actually do have a review here of Super Smash Brothers Brawl by by Dustin Chappas. and um, he um, gave Super Smash Brothers Brawl a nine point five out of ten, which look is pretty darn good. We do have a whole review of uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl up there on lithcast.com. Um, but I don't, yeah. But I think it is a something that I should probably talk about a little bit more is our reviews. Um, and it's very, very, it's very nice of them to be doing the reviews. So thanks a lot to, to them. Um, there's something else I also want to just kind of say about Nintendo. Um, they have this, something called the subspace emissary, which is their new adventure mode. It's not anything like the old adventure mode where you really could finish it in, you know, under, you know, no, no problem. You could finish it in 15 minutes if you want. I mean, no, not even five minutes if you wanted to. In me in melee, you know now you've really got to take the time out. There's a whole story mode to it. Um, also, you can now you can apply you can collect all the characters this way. Um, there's a whole bunch of things I'm not mentioning about the game, but like custom taunts and um, 
you know, the new, uh, like new, like new challenges, like how you can do two player on home run contest. And I mean, there's just a whole bunch of them I'm not mentioning. Um, they did take out, I know they took out some, some things with, um, Melee. I don't remember. I don't see. I don't remember all the stadium event, events, but um, there was like oh, like race to the finish. I don't believe is still is not still in Super Smash Brothers Brawl, which was in uh, was in Melee. No, I said almost, almost said it Melee. Okay, um, and um, so anyways, it's um, yeah, it's interesting, but it is, I think it is a very good game. I've been playing it all week, not more than all week. You can't. I've been playing. It, I've been playing it a lot. Um, I, I say I've been very busy, but any millisecond of free time has been spent playing Super Smash Brothers. Many of you who have my Xbox Live Gamer tag, oh, which for those of you who want to add me, it's uh, DS Cubed, D S C U B E D. That's my Xbox Live Gamer tag. Feel free to um, add me. I will accept any of the listeners. Just just leave me. Just like, give me like a voice message or something. Say you listen to Lithcash, Cash, so I know you're not a one of those creepy uh, people that swears a lot on Halo. Um, and um just yeah but anyways what i was going to say is that uh, super smash Bros. brawl is a game i've been playing a lot and um it is certainly i think any wii owner should have a copy of super smash brothers brawl um um it is a great game i would recommend it to anybody who owns a wii i i don't i couldn't recommend it more highly and uh if any of you guys have any questions, you can feel free to email, email me at nintendopod at gmail.com or nintendocast at gmail.com or take a look at uh, Dustin Choppa's his, uh, his review at lithcast.com slash reviews. It is currently the most recent review we have. And, um, you know, along with other ones like Trauma Center and Professor Layton. And we, are not, we don't only do Nintendo games. There's also... Um, uh, Xbox 360. So far, we have um, it's just all Xbox 360. Although I, th- I could have sworn. Well, I, I think someone someone did a PlayStation review that I think I'm going to be uh, putting up a PlayStation 3 review. So um, putting that up. But you know, I'm just kind of I'm just sort of trying to accumulate this really kind of a big backlog of reviews, just because I do, so we do want what we do. Well, actually, I'll, I'll just be honest. I'll tell you what the master plan is. The master plan is to kind of get into the aggregators, like the game rankings aggregators. If we have enough reviews and get enough credibility, we so we have such great reviewers like, like Leslie and Dustin that it's it's like it does. And oh, of course, and, and Dan McKenney, I should I should mention him because he's the one who's going to give me the most flack if I don't mention him. Uh, uh, and that it, 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 I think it's really a shame not to get not to have their reviews really count. And I think I just want to build up a backlog. And I think if we could gain a little more credibility in the uh, game review world. I mean, obviously I haven't done any reviews aside from a few video reviews myself, but I, as far as written reviews, they do such great jobs and they don't, um, with the reviews and they don't, um, you know, they keep it brief. It's just the right length to read. I think they, they know how to break. I mean, let, Le, um, Leslie has it down to a very, uh, good format. You know, he says, you know, gameplay graphics, a very, very good, sectional reviews so anyways as far as as i say with um super smash brothers i really do love everything about the game by there's just so much to do i mean i've been playing it for weeks and i've i mean there's 
one thing, there's no way I'm ever going to finish all these, all these, uh, the, um, the challenges, which is what I'm trying to do. So right now I have all the characters already and I finished subspace emissary, but I, I still have to finish all the, ta- all the challenges. But it is certainly a game that I think anyone who's um, a fan of the series needs to have. I think I think I think any Wii owner really ought to have it, especially if you are one of the hardcore gamers, as they call them. And I and I assume if you listen to this podcast, many you probably could you might describe yourself as uh, that way. So yeah, um, there you are. Also. Um, so that's Super Smash Bros. Now another upcoming, we'll just while we're on the subject of upcoming games, um, Mario Kart is coming out in the United States on April 27th. Now it's already out in Europe, and actually our good our good buddy Sam Rose from the UK, he, as you may remember on the last podcast, I think I mentioned that he was, he got um, engaged. I think that's still on, but I hasn't updated me on it. And um, he did a Mario Kart review. Uh, let me just make sure it was Sam because I always... I oftentimes get him and um, Dr. P mixed up. And yes, it is. it was Sam. He did a Mario Kart review. He was nice enough because he's in Europe to uh, do a review of the game. It's up there. It's up not at lithcast.com slash reviews because he's not one of the official reviewer types. And it's not really quite the review maybe that we would put up on Lithcast. But I was actually considering it. I actually did. But it is, uh, it is, it is a nice way to kind of um, get a little idea of what it's like. Um. So, uh, he, actually, I haven't decided if I'm putting up the review on Lithcasts um, on the main site. Anyway, so like I said, he did a review on Mario Kart for the Wii. I actually got to play it. Uh, there's a video of, um, well, here's how it works. In, in the United States, um, they're doing a Mario Kart Wii tour um, pretty much every, every week. They're going to a new city or every weekend or whatever until the actual release. And um, we've got a trailer up there on Lithcast.com. But we also have a video, uh, it's a second video down on um, well, I guess it'll be the second video. Yeah. After I posted this podcast, it was it's a video that says Mario Kart event video. And how it works is that they kind of, it was kind of neat. They kind of drove like this motor home around. The first stop was lucky, lucky, lucky for me was San Diego. And so I, I went over, I shot some video of, um, you know, Mario Kart. I got to play it, got to play a few rounds got, um, of Mario Kart. It looks, um, looks okay. I mean, it is Mario Kart. It is control wise, a little more slippery than the, um, than the uh, Game Boy ones and the DS version, it's a lot like it is a lot like Double Dash without necessarily having two people on your cart. I got to use both bikes and carts. Um, yeah, I think there there isn't really anything that revolutionary when it comes to bikes. I got to use the wheel, the Wii wheel. In fact, I chose the only method of control they were that I got to use, and it's you know it's pretty good, but um, uh, n- nothing really. New, maybe maybe there will be something new, and I just think it doesn't see all the features. They weren't, um, but it was actually a pretty neat event. They, uh, you know, you start off, they get they give you a license to take your picture. They ask you, uh, let's see, let me get my license here. I actually have it right here on the table. Um, so you know, you got your driver's license. It has it. You ask you um, what your name is, your your birthday, your hometown, your favorite character, and they print that little character kind of like in the as a watermark on the back of your. On the back of your license, mine has a Luigi on it. Um, they have your special item of choice. Mine was a red shell. Um, and it tells you when it was issued, and it's kind of neat. Uh, they make you these little fake driver's licenses. Um, they also uh, gave out air fresheners, which I have I have one of these sitting right here. 
that say Mario Kart Wii on it, and they give you kind of these these fake cardboard uh, license plates as well. So come, some some neat stuff. It was kind of cool to have like this cool like kind of glass motorhome. You can kind of see what it is um, from the video, but um, this was the San Diego event, obviously that I went to, and it was it was neat. I got to play Mario Kart. Uh, so so. I guess the next thing to talk about was that Nintendo held their Nintendo Media Summit and it was in San Francisco. I I personally was not invited. I mean, you'll be one of the you'll be one of the big boys to be invited. And um, as much as I think as awesome as I think Lithcast is, I wouldn't say we're one of the big boys. Um, um, congratulations to Kevin Cassidy from GoNintendo.com. I really do love his site, and um, it's a really shame he wasn't invited last couple of years because he really did deserve it. I think he's I think he's probably the hardest working guy in the in this in, you know doing this sort of Nintendo coverage. Um but uh he got invited this year so congrats congrats to him and but uh, my condolences for him on his the loss of his uh his dog. Um anyway um there was uh, there were some kind of neat things they kind of really talked a little bit about WiiWare. They uh, talked about some of the games like Lost Wins um and things of that nature. They talked about, they announced uh, a new game called, uh, see, I know, I know, I know what I, what it's called, but I want to, I want to get the wording exactly right. Cause it's a Mario game. So they kind of, the wording is very, very subtle. Let's see what we got here. Yeah, Mario Super Sluggers is what it's called. See, I just want to make sure I got the name right. I knew. I mean, and basically, it's a sequel to um, Mario Superstar Baseball. You know, it's one of those uh, games being co-developed. You know, developed by Nintendo and Band and uh, not Band. Well, Nam- Namco Bandai, I guess, is what it is now. Um, and it is for the Wii. Uh, and I would just, you know, I, I guess I can. I guess I'll read the press release for it. The ongoing excitement over Nintendo's groundbreaking Wii system gets a surprise springtime boost with the announcement of a new game, kicking off its semi-annual media summit in San Francisco near the company's new sales and marketing offices in Redwood City, California. Nintendo of America today reveals plans for Super, Mar- Super Mario Super Sluggers for Wii, giving baseball fans even more reason to root f- this season. Mario is truly a one-of-a-kind character. Clearly, fans can't get enough of him and his friends, says Cammy Dunaway, Nintendo's executive vice president of sales and marketing. We're giving Wii users brilliant new ways to enjoy him while expanding our brilliant series of act- of active play games. In the she continues in the same spirit as other Nintendo themes, Nintendo in the same spirit as other sports-themed Mario games on the Wii like Mario Strikers Charged and Mario Kart Wii Go-Karts are a sport. Mario Super Sluggers bent, blends richly interactive baseball action with eccentric characters and elements from across the popular Mario universe. Players can swing the Wii re- the wireless Wii remote just like a real bat and wave it towards the plate to deliver a masterful pitch enjoying the same intuitive easy to learn con- controls that help make Wii Sports a living room hit. With Mario and his unpredictable pals filling out the roster, imagination and active play innovation and active play innovation are sure to dominate the diamond in this lively title scheduled for release later this year. 
So yeah, that was that was sort of a dramatic reading of Nintendo's press release for um, Super Mario Super Sluggers for the Wii. Uh, there are no screenshots except one picture that they released on their press room site. I'm not going to bother linking it to you, but just take my word for it. It's just it's not that interesting. It's a picture of Mario holding a bat. Um, so that that was a that was probably the biggest announcement I would say from there. Super Smash Brothers Brawl has been selling well, kind of the usual stuff you might expect. Uh, obviously, that new Pokemon, new Pokemon game was announced. Let me just get the name for it. Um, Pokemon, let's see. Oh, I, I should read. I should read the press release just so I can just see how much baloney they're throwing at us. Let's see. I'm just kind of. Oh no, they're they're not really hailing it as the greatest game ever. Ooh, I like this. I like how they use diamond and pearl as their ammo to say why well, you should buy this. But this is what I'm saying. They're 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 really saturating their this this lot this series with with games like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Time and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Darkness. They're saturating it by saying stuff like I mean, but then they're using the whole title. I mean, this is just like they did this with the um this is just like when I talked about that Yu-Gi-Oh game. How they're just doing it because they want this. They just release a really bad Yu-Gi-Oh game because they just know they have to have it every holiday season because they have to have one for the kids to buy. Anyways, um, anyways, Pokemon games remain as popular as ever. Last year, uh, last year's release of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl sold a combined 4.33 million copies to date in the United States alone. Yeah, but believe me, if you, if you like Diamond and Pearl, I, I can just imagine that question. If you like, if you love Diamond and Pearl, you won't care. You won't give half a pittance about this game is really how their commercial should go uh, because they have nothing to do with each other. And I completely, I down, I remember I remember going to E3 and thinking, oh my goodness, I could play this new Pokemon game. This was E3 2006. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Blue Rescue Team ahead of everyone else. Played it. It was terrible. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't understand what they're doing with Pokemon. But anyways, so that was, that's pretty much their media summit. Um, so, um, there really are two. I know. I am. I, I always do skip over a lot of news. There is a lot of stuff I'm not talking about, but um, I might talk a little bit more about it next week. So, anyways, um, well, actually, I should mention the other game I'm actually starting to play now. A game that came out for the Wii was is Okami. Um, it is a game that not that came out for the PlayStation Two. Uh, not I'll be. I, I will say not. I don't. I don't think a lot. I don't think it sold probably as well as it probably should have. And. Um, it is a game, and a lot of people say that it does have a lot of parallels to The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, and I am playing it, and I'm thinking, oh my god, one of one of these games is copying from the other, because it starts off, and it, for one thing, you're a wolf, let's, let's remember that, uh, for one thing, you're a wolf, um, treasure chests, similar type, I mean, I, I, I can't really say it now. But I just remember when I, I just started playing it today. It just came from uh, Gamefly. But I was just playing it and I was saying, well, that's exactly like Twilight Princess. Oh, that's, oh, there you go. An, oh, wow, there's another one. Oh, wow, I think it's even the same story as Twilight Princess. Um, oh, my God, there's Navi in this? Oh, no, it's a bug. You know, it's stuff like that. And I I find myself saying, well, this is a lot of Twilight Princess. Now, that doesn't mean it's bad. In my opinion, if it's half the game Twilight Princess, it's, it's, a, win, it's a win in my book. Um, which is why I've been playing it, actually, is because... You know, I've I've heard a lot of people saying that it's it's very good in comparison to Twilight Princess. People do compare these games a lot, and actually, I think to compare a game to Twilight Princess must mean it's pretty good. 
Now, um, there are the computer and video games dot dot com. I think said that's actually better than uh, Twilight Princess. I don't know. I, I I'm playing it. I don't know if it's better. I can't. Say, but I, I'll be honest with you. It's very comparable. Some people say the art is better. I think I could appreciate the art, but I'll be honest with you. I think I think I think Twilight Princess gains. Uh, I think I still think Twilight Princess wins in the art department just because of the amazing, uh, huge expanse of um, of Hyrule. But nonetheless, I, I still think it is a very inter- very interesting title. Not very far in it. I just got it on um, Saturday. I just just played it uh, this morning a little bit. It is a it is it is a very neat title, and I, I if you look say if it's, if it's like I say if it's half the title of Twilight Princess is it was it was a good rental, and I might you know if it's too long I might I might have to buy it. So it is something that I think is uh, worthwhile. I mean, and actually I was very surprised. Um, I run let's say I run the Hylia.com now, and I was very surprised when I posted on the Hylia, um, saying that I wanted to get their opinions on. On um, on um, on Okami versus Twilight Princess because a lot of people have been drawing a lot of comparisons. Some people have even said it's better. I was say computerandvideogames.com says that it's actually better than Twilight Princess. Now I don't know if I would go that far, but you know, like I say, I, I I I'm perfectly willing to be swayed that way. Um, because I don't think I don't think I don't think Zelda is the be all end all franchise of ga- for gaming. Anyways, um, so I, I posted it and I was sort of surprised. Aside from the fact that a couple of people were saying, I can't believe you're comparing, you, how can you compare the games? They're completely different. The only reason people compare it because, of, because they have, both have wolves. Most of the responses were, yeah, oh, they're all really good game. I mean, you know, you, you'd think you post something like this on a Zelda fan site, you know, a very pretty prominent Zelda fan site. People have very strong opinions on this site. You think you get like, how dare you say that it's even comparable? How how dare you even look at Zelda? How how dare you even look at Link now? I mean, or you know, I mean, how, you know, how how could you use the name of Twilight Princess in vain? I mean, I'm surprised I didn't see that. I mean, but people really seem to think that this game was just as just as good, or not not just as good, but very comparable, or at least um, I think obviously I'm, I am I'm taking, not taking I'm not taking a random sample here. This is on this is on a Zelda fan site, but it is still amazing to see what people think. Um, the second thing is, um, that, um, you know, as, because I'm running a Zelda site, there was something else. They, they did a little, uh, oneup.com did a little interview with, uh, Miyamoto. And so I, I like to say this, which is that there are rumors that there's going to be some, not rumors, but Reggie said himself, they're going to be releasing stuff at E3 that was going to talk, they say that's going to like take advantage of all their major franchises. They said there's going to be a game at the end of the year that will be announced. And maybe, maybe he's talking about Mario Sluggers. I don't know that people are going to want by the end of this year. I'm not saying it is a Zelda game or anything because it's been a while since we've, I mean, since it hasn't been that long, but then again, the pattern kind of does fix. You have like the Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask thing going with Twilight Princess and whatever other game we're talking about. But um, there was a, uh, an interview with Miyamoto and about We Fit with from oneup.com. And, and he said, um, quote, of course, that being said, we do have existing teams at Nintendo working on the kinds of products we've always made over the years. The Zelda team is forming again to work on new games. But to me, it's about finding new interactive experiences and bringing them to people. Um, 
so I think it's kind of interesting because maybe maybe we're gonna see a new Zelda. Uh, it doesn't mean that doesn't now by by no means does that you know it doesn't necessarily mean we're gonna see it at E three. It doesn't mean we're gonna see it this year, but it just means that they're working on it. it doesn't surprise me at all the fact that they're working on it. I kind of expected them to be. Uh, it takes years to develop a game, so I don't I'm not believe me, I'm not surprised at all by the fact that they are deve- that if they are that they are working on games. Although um, some people in the comments of the highway have said that not necessarily um, games, and of course there are there is the idea that well Miyamoto was being translated. I mean I'm sure he got the translation right. And so uh, Jeremy Parrish, the guy that connect, conducted the interview from OneUp.com, said that he's he thinks there's going to be a, a Zelda title announced by the end of the year. I mean I, it's so there's that and just something I just wanted to mention or just not, not but even not necessarily Zelda just on a on a bigger more broad Nintendo scale there is something to be said for the fact that well look I mean Reggie said there's going to be some titles this year that we're going to want which is good I think it's good um I think kind of the last thing I actually wanted to mention was just a little bit about E3 since blessings around the subject and it's I, I don't since I have this next week off not off but very not busy not you know not being very busy i'm going to be spending a lot of this week trying to really firm up our e3 plans um i know it does seem like it does seem like it's a long way away but that's just how you got to plan for these things ahead of time and i'm going um i probably will be posting up something on lithcast.com i might be putting up up a poll a poll or something if whether you guys want us to do a live stream of the press conference or because we haven't even been invited to the press conference i mean you don't get invited yet uh, but I really am going to be start, starting to try to firm things up, you know, talk to all of our PR contacts, try to see if we can get an invite to the E3 conference, you know, see, just get out the schedules, try to, you know, if you need, if we know we're going to be there a certain number of days, try to get, I mean, I try, I, I think the last two years I've made the mistake of not really planning ahead as much as I wanted to. I mean, there's certain things I really did plan ahead for, for like, like the um, the live stream thing, but then again, I completely forgot about the connection, so I had to last second go and get an EVDO card. And the reason I say that is, and the reason I'm bringing this up though because I may I may call on your guys' support, as in um, I hate to say I really don't like to ask you guys for money, um, but I mean there may be a point like when we're going to say like, well, you know, if we if we want a live stream, we're going to need X Y Z amount to do a live stream. Um, last year I had to pay for it out of pocket because it was sort of last minute, not that big of a deal, but um, it would be nice if we didn't have to pay for it out of pocket. So um, I might might call on you guys to do that. Um, I may ask you guys just to click on our ads on our site more. Or I something because we just want to raise, may want to raise some funds. I mean, I'm not saying anything definite right now. I will try to give you guys as much notice. We have as much time to do any fundraising as we can. I'm going to be over the next week. I'm going to be really trying to firm up our plans on E3. Even though I know Nintendo probably hasn't given out a uh, huge amount of volumes of uh, information about E3 yet, but still, it's still something I kind of want to be on top of. And. Um, it is something I'm looking forward to uh, very you know, greatly, and that's something I, uh, I'm sure all of you guys are looking forward to as well. So, anyways, uh, Lithcast listeners, I'm surprised this only ended up being about an hour and uh, an hour ten minutes, uh, but I think it's about time we wrapped it up for now. Um, it's been great speaking with all of you. Uh, just as a little reminder, uh, this is Daniel Friedlander. Um, you can go to lithcast.com, L-I-T-H-C-A-S-T.com, join our forums. Join our, our join our folding team. Uh, this is protein folding is this thing where you can this this protein folding project is is a distributed computing project. The idea being that you donate your computer's idle time 
to doing protein folding in work units. And if you if you download the f- software from folding.stanford.edu, either a GUI text screensaver or a GP, GPU client or a PS3 client, you don't download the PS3 client, but if you have a PS3, um, please uh, turn on the protein folding and use the, the team number 45501, the number again, 45501. And that just means you donate it in the name, in the name of uh, Withcast, Nintendo, and all that. It's just kind of a nice, nice, nice thing to do. I think it's, uh, I have it running on all my, all my, all of my machines and I, you know, um, I found the Mac client not to be very efficient. Um, but, um, the PlayStation 3 one is very efficient. So if you have any PS3s, you just have lying around a uh, dragon sushi from the forums already has his running. So thanks a lot to him for running your PS3. Cause it's amazing how those PS3s really are very, have a very efficient client. So um, you can also go to lithcast.com, uh, click on the contact us, and just send me an email. You have a question for the podcast, love to hear it. Uh, you got something you want my opinion on, whatever. Send it, send it, o- send it over to me. Uh, also, you can, you, if you don't want to do that, you can email nintendopod at gmail.com or nintendocast at gmail.com with any questions uh, relating to the podcast or anything else Nintendo-related or something like that um if you want to add me on xbox live my gamer tag is ds cubed d-s-c-u-b-e-d um i'm not on xbox that much right now because i'm playing super smash brothers brawl and then okami and then you know i kind of am revisiting a couple games that i didn't really finish and so um anyways um just uh let's give a little recap of what we talked about we talked a little bit about talked about super smash brothers we talked about Nintendo um, and the Wii, the Wii shortage. I didn't write that on the show notes, though. The Wii shortage. We talked about um, Mario Kart. We talked about Nintendo's Media Summit. Um, talked about E3 a little bit. Uh, talked about Okami. Talked about a little bit about the Brawl. Lost Tracks. And we had a good time while we were at it. So anyways, Lithcast listeners, I look forward to seeing you probably next week at the next... Lithcast, that would be Lithcast episode, what, 43? Um, Good luck on all of your endeavors, and I hope to see you at the next Lithcast. Goodbye.